Shut up and sit down. Hey everybody, we are back after our little rutcation. Um, back from Missouri uh, with uh, a couple of tags in our pocket and uh, poison oak covering all of our gear and uh, our arms and neck and all of that. But had a great trip in Missouri. Um, back kicking into this thing full swing. Got some good episodes coming up for you. This one is um, before we left, we recorded. Um, just kind of an update on our season, uh, kind of talked about where we're at with some of our gear, um, some of our encounters, um, you know, it's, it's been a fun season, um, haven't got on any real good bucks, had a couple real good encounters, um, but just having a blast and um, just happy to be back now and, and kind of getting these episodes that we've got recorded, edited, and, and put out. Got a couple good ones coming up and a few coming up down the pike. Um, for our Patreons, um, you know, so we had talked about um, having a saddle uh, that we were going to give away. Weren't sure how we were going to do it, and I think we've got that all locked in now. It's it's pretty much 100%. Um, so we've, we're going to be giving away a saddle. And uh, the way that that's coming about is going to be donated, um, and it's going to be a full saddle kit with ropes, uh, tethers, the whole works, and um, really excited about that. And what that's going to allow us to do is uh, I'm going to go ahead and double down on that, and it's going to be a full saddle kit. Um, so I'm going to get some sticks, and uh, I think one of the platforms, the Artisan Outdoor Fabrication um, Top uh, Step Platforms, so uh, to one of our Patreons uh, in the end of the fourth quarter, so right about the first of the year, sometime after Christmas, we're going to draw from one of our Patreons, and we're going to give away everything that you need to saddle hunt. So you're going to be able to climb a tree, have something to stand on, and uh, have everything that you're going to need to um, you know try out saddle hunting. That seems to be the barrier of entry. You know, it's kind of costly. Um, you can't go in it and, and find one, and check it out, um, unless you're finding one of these, um, uh, seminars or whatever that they're putting on, or you're seeing them at one of the shows. So, um, we were talking about it. We had some people reach out to us and I just don't want to say anything until everything is like a hundred, hundred percent, but, uh, everything is looking, looking up and, um, and so that's what we're going to be doing. So, um, for our fourth quarter giveaway for our Patreons. Uh, we're going to be giving away a full saddle kit, uh, everything that you need to become a saddle hunter. So I think that's really cool. Um, so uh, if you want to check that out, you know, Patreon is just a way for us, kind of like a crowdfunding for our um, podcast. So if you listen to the podcast and you like what we're doing and you want it, you say, hey, you know, how can I help you guys out or, or you know, what can we do? Um, check that out, uh, Patreon dot com forward slash bowhunter chronicles podcast and uh you you can check that out but what we do is um you know any money that we make off of that that doesn't go back into the podcast as far as hosting and you know all the uh, fees and everything that go along with that um you know we take that and you know buy gear to test and whatever and then we do these giveaways with uh, some of the companies that we've had on we we get stuff from them and um products that we like we're, um, you know, just giving those out to our, our Patreons via a, a, a quarterly giveaway. And, uh, you know, so we've given away a tree stand, some binoculars, you know, 
all, all sorts of things, uh, manner of things like that. So this one is going to be a saddle hunting kit um, for, uh, you know, one of the Patreons. Go ahead and check that out. If not, no problem. Just continue to follow along with us on uh, social media, uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, more and more videos coming out all the time on our YouTube and, um, you know, tell a friend about it. Uh, and, it, and if you really like what we're doing, um, whatever you're listening on, give us a review. Um, you know, even just click the five stars, one star, whatever it is. Um, but tell somebody else about it. And, uh, you know, we appreciate everybody that listens, everybody that follows along, everybody that messages in, you know, we've been getting a lot of emails lately, you know, listeners that have, are sharing their harvest with us and, and, and guests that they'd like to have on and things like that, feel free to reach out to us if there's something that you want to hear about or anything like that. And we'll be happy to try to oblige that. And, um, you know, I, I generally respond to everybody within, you know, same day or, or whatever, but um, we do appreciate all the support and everybody that listens in and enjoy the episode. Thanks for listening. Hey everybody, it's time for another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. We've got John, Frank, Ernie, and myself uh, going to go through our trials and tribulations of the uh, the season so far. It's been it's been a good one. I'd say you know there's been some equipment changes, a lot of learning curve, couple couple shots, couple harvests, at least one miss that I know of. Just one? Yeah. Just you? It was just one. Limbed it. So, let's uh, start from the, uh, the the beginning of the season. Frank, I had to work, so you guys all went out, and John went on his Yeah, I, I hunted opening morning, just this pretty much say I did. I got winded. It was swirling, shitty wind, so. Oh, I, I hunted opening morning, too. Uh, I didn't get winded. I got wet, <laughs> extremely wet. That was opening night, wasn't it? No, no it was. The we day. had a thunderstorm roll. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I, I think I hunted it, opening. It night. actually it wasn't a really thunderstorm. That was a typhoon. <laughs> and I made it to the truck just as it started really that's raining. Right. <laughs> well, man, it hit. I was still up the tree. It hit about ten thirty. Yeah, I was down by nine. Yeah, I wasn't. Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. I had so far to go, I couldn't have got out of there anyway. So. Well, didn't you say it was thunder and lightning right on top of you? Oh, yeah. Well, at, at 10 o'clock, I, there was a lot of thunder to the north of me. Okay, and it was like going to the east, so I figured, oh, I'm safe. So I was still sitting there, you know. About, it was about 25 after 10. All of a sudden, this bright bolt, flash, crack goes over the top of my head, you know, and a loud boom. And then it got so dark that you needed your headlight to see. <laughs> and then I knew I was in trouble then. I started down the tree. I, I set my I let my bow down, climbed down the tree, got to the base of the tree, and the typhoon hit then. <laughs> so I just stepped away from my stand and anything else that was metal and just stood there. <laughs> Took it like a man. <laughs> Walked back to the. Well, I I let the storm do its thing. It it rained so hard that you couldn't, you know, it rained harder than a cow pissing on a flat rock, you know. (laughs) And uh, finally, I just said, you know, I just let it go. 
and it finally quit, you know, or slowed down enough to where I could get my gear together. I was only three quarters of a mile from the truck. I mean, you know, it was everything weighed probably another 50 to 75 pounds by the time I got out. I was hoping you'd get back sooner or later because I was running out of food. Yeah, Ernie was back at the truck. He had made it back before the storm hit because he only hunted about 300 yards from the no, truck. No, no. When that one <laughs> bolt come over the top, it was... <laughs> but I was only... I was less than, less than half a mile. Yeah, you weren't very far. I had a long way to go, and I knew I wasn't going to make it out of there. Yes, I think it was that night that I wasn't... I wasn't going to hunt because it was supposed to continue raining. And then there was a break. Yeah. And I called my wife and, you know, she was taking my daughter to dance. So I was like, well, I'm just going to go. I was just going to go drive around. And then I was looking at the radar, looking at the radar. And it looked like it was going to, you know, kind of miss us. There was going to be a window there. Well, that window was smaller than I had anticipated. <laughs> so, and I, um, you know, before the season, I had the Ridge Runner platform. And uh, I swapped that out. I've got one of the top stick um, platforms from the Artisan Outdoor Fabrications. And uh, I, I really like it, but I wasn't, like, you know, switching to the saddle and all the filming gear and everything. I wasn't real confident in, like, being able to set up. So I went in to kind of where I wanted to set up on those bucks just kind of walked in there. It was a bad wind, but I was trying to get to a spot where I could see and kind of like John said, just get out there to, to get out there and, you know, kind of get practice putting up all the stuff. And, and uh, man, if I didn't get all the way up the tree, set up, and get the camera arm set up, and then then it started sprinkling. And so I was like, okay, well, I, have a, I had a rain jacket. I had rain gear. I was like, oh, I'll put this on. And then it just started fucking pouring. And... <laughs> The one thing that all the people that I talked to that saddle hunted or whatever, they didn't tell you is that when it's raining that hard and the rain is running down the trunk of the tree, that tether acts like a wick and it brings it right to your chest and then down your pants. <laughs> so even if you have rain gear on and they're not outside of your boots, it just runs into your boots. And so, like, I got down when my boots filled up with water. Like, my toes were completely underwater, and I was like, fuck this. Like, And it, it made me think about, like, oh, yeah, the camera. I've already destroyed one camera just from snow from putting it in my pack. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be a long season. But <laughs> So, no deer, no sightings. But I got set up, and I got, I still got to pour out my boots. So you didn't walk through any water either, did no, you? No, I didn't walk through a goddamn mud puddle. Nothing. <laughs> and uh but so that was that was my opening day. And then I think I did the same thing the next evening and got rained on again and he got me really thinking about a waterproof camera. <laughs> <laughs> so and then was it the when was it that you guys went back out and then you'd seen all them bucks and yeah, you and you. Frank and Ernie. About the 4th. Yeah. 4th yeah. or the 5th, yeah. So what What happened? Well, we, I went and I hunted uh, the first night I hunted out there. I noticed some buck rubs. When I turned this corner on this trail, I just got up a tree. I wanted to watch what was coming out of that big thicket. 
seen a deer. The next night I wanted to hunt right in the rubs there. I noticed a lot of traffic on this one run. Well, I sat there that night and I seen 18 deer and seven different bucks and killed the biggest buck of the seven. And it wasn't really that big, <laughs> you know, just a big forkhorn. But it was amazing. I mean, every time I turned around, I got to where you're kidding me. I said it out loud when I seen more deer coming out. They'd come out in various places, but they'd all turn and, and come to that point. So that was a really neat deal. And I thought a bunch of them went toward Frank, but he just seen the one he uh, shot the limb on. And so let's talk about, um, you know, we do all this practicing and all this kind of stuff. Let's talk um, shot placement. Okay. That, that was kind of a, a interesting deal there. Well, the, the one I shot, probably minutes before that, I had one come out and come underneath and look right at me and then hunch down and back off just a little bit. And I'm, I don't know, I was probably 16, 17 feet up, no face paint. You know, early in the year, just out looking around, right? So it backed off like and went out around me. I went, that's interesting. So then when this one had come out, I looked, and it was just a little nicer, you know. I decided, well, ooh, I'm going to shoot that one. It's coming down that same trail. That's, I said, it's going to do the same thing. So I drew the bow. Didn't even have the bow drawn or nothing on the other one. It come out and did the same exact thing. Looked up at me like that. Did that little backup thing. Turned a little bit and froze. And that's when I tr dropped the bow that little bit more to shoot. Put the pin in there. Started pulling. and it did it it did the backup moving as the bow went off like and I seen the arrow kinda go through with a lit knock. But it happened so fast I knew I hit it up in front of the shoulder. I said, I don't know how good I hit it. I didn't know. It it's just so fast. But got down, looked at the arrow and there wasn't jack on the arrow. Pretty depressed, but I thought it Thought I heard the familiar noise of that thing just crashed off. No noise, and then big pile. I go, man, I've heard that so many times. But uh, Frank finally come over, and I was following some blood. Just disappointed that the arrow should have been saturated. I get over there, and he's talking to me about coming back out the next day. And I said, well, let me go in. And I heard I heard a big pile. Up. Well, first he says, he, he shows me the, he, the arrow. And then we got... What did uh, the arrow look like? Clean. It was clean, but a little sticky, like, you know. And he at first he says, he goes, ah, I think I winged him, he goes, like that, you know. That's because I looked at when he arrow. When he says that, he didn't make a good shot, you know what I'm saying? Because usually it's in the ribs, you know. And he goes, I think I winged him, he goes. And I goes, what do you mean you winged him? And he said, I think I hit him high. He turned, he said, you know, when I shot. And I said, well, by looking at the arrow, and we had very little blood, didn't we, really? Yeah, it was just every just, now and then. You know, every now and then you have a little bit there, you know. And we're following it, you know, and I'm thinking, man, we're going to jump this deer, you know what I mean, and we're going to push him back in the swamp farther. So I suggested, you know, I says, let's just stop right here, mark it, you know. And I'll come back out in the morning, you know, or we, we can come out here in the morning and check, you know, we'll track it. 
Well, he goes, at least I want to go as far as when I heard it crash, he says, you know, and I go, well, you didn't tell me you heard it crash, you know, or anything like that. I well, didn't have time to tell you the whole yeah, story. Yeah. You just yeah, got there. Yeah. And then I <laughs> said, well, okay, you know, so we, where'd we go another? 30 feet. 30 feet. I go, what's that? And there's this deer laying there. Perfect shot. Well, it was skimmed the base right here went right through the dead center through there and cut right everything through his neck <laughs> yeah so are you taking after adam now because that's like oh this was a much much cleaner shot than yeah. the old neck shot down there shot because right it was broadside and it went through the jugular? throat and the jug yeah, oh, i went through everything hard. inside but what was really weird it, was it didn't make it uh it may have went 75 yards yeah piled but, up in a massive pool of blood but the blood was all right there where the it deer was come out of the animal you know it just there he was a hole huh he drowned in it yeah well it did he was laying in water but i mean the whole the entire water around him for like two or three feet was just nothing but that pink bubbly blood you know yeah. come out of his well, finally out of his he uh shot him through the jugular he drowned in his own blood yeah he's running yeah <laughs> yeah boy but it was weird because you would never, tell the way if you by, yeah, i'll tell you what if you, by looking at that arrow yeah, that's deceiving. And then looking at what he had for blood, you know, I was skeptical, you know. It was saliva. <laughs> well, that's what happened. I think what happened was. Well, you know how those. Through the esophagus. Well, the necks have those big yellow grizzle. I don't know what those are. They're hard. That you got to like cut. fat tendons in there or whatever Great big are. fat tendons, but it, the muscle cleaned it right off. Oh, yeah. I've never seen an arrow look like that. I mean, there was a few hairs on but it. But I, I felt it, and it was hardly find sticky, any blood. Though, you know, the whole thing was sticky. It spit. And there's know? a hole in it <laughs> that wide, up yeah. and down, right straight through yeah. it. Yeah. What broadhead were you shooting? Rage. Chisel point. Well, chisel point. It's two inch. Two inch. Yeah. It's not, is it the tripan? Mm-mm. No. No. Chisel point. Just yeah. a red chisel point. It's got point. a slightly okay. swept back design on the blades. For but it's got that black chisel point. I had to yank it out of the head, ground. I mean, it you know? did a great job. And what did you see that day? I had a buck coming in that night, too. And uh, I guess, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It might have been just a little bit too late, maybe. I I thought he was clean when I shot. And uh, I hit a limb. I had a big limb, too, whatever oh, it, was it was. It was loud. Yeah, but... He didn't touch a deer. It was stuck. He actually stuck straight up and down, almost where he was. It was sticking up out of the ground. It's and funny as it, as it gets later, mm-hmm. it gets shooting lanes get better. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Twigs disappear. Yeah, yeah there's Man, I didn't see that tree. <laughs> I didn't see Sasquatch over there <laughs> first. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So I hunted a couple times and got wet. All fucked up and wasn't real happy. And I was talking to these guys, and I said, I'm gonna, I just want to kill a deer. And he says, Well, go back in there where I was at. And, like, you know, you get a couple beers in these guys, and Frank sends me a pen. And they, it, it, again, if you, if Frank's telling you how to get to anywhere, he says, well, here you go in there and you're going to see the stick and you're going to see all this stuff. I buy the old oak tree that the raccoons lived in for years, you know. Well, you guys, you know what Thank I mean? Thank God it's, it's a- for Onyx. Onyx, because Wait a it, it put you. We'll get to this story, but. Uh, right where you needed to be. Onyx, 
apparently didn't help us out the other morning. No. Because uh, Adam was on Frank's Onyx. No, I was. It was a, it's a family plan. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, where he tells, and I've, I've told him a hundred times, <laughs> when you go over this, this little knob, dude, <laughs> stay straight on that edge, you know? Well, apparently he didn't listen to me again. We did. Yeah, we yeah. did. That was a goat rodeo. But hey, that that was just the it, beginning. Apparently, of the day. we'll get yeah. to the. Apparently, you guys walked through all of the shit that you watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah. and you ended up on the south side of it, which yeah, was fine. Yeah. That's where we're going. Yeah. And yeah. if you happen to look, right. there's a little water there, a little wet, but yeah, buck we, rubs. We walked right through all that water. There should have been a bunch but of just, little buck just rubs. Just another, right there just too. another thought. Hey. Okay, if you guys are going to do that again, just stay on the trail. You know, well, and you we'll, could end we'll, up in the same place we'll, we'll, without yeah, messing cut, anything up. You'll cut you back know? about we'll, sixty we'll, we'll yards to it. the north. We'll get <laughs> into it. Yeah, yeah. well, it'll be fun. Uh, <sighs> hey, did like, you guys crumb that in like, so we can see no. it? Oh, yeah, God. John's got it. I got Do you it. really? Oh yeah, it's a, it's an S hook. Right, circles and stuff. So ZZ tops. Yeah. Anyways, I was walking through there, sweating my balls off, and I'm like. Dude, this is stupid. What the fuck are we doing? <laughs> hey. <clears throat> Get to the tree. Finally, we're like, all right. I, 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 I'm up street. in the tree shining my light down, and John's got no shirt on. He's just standing there like Fucking steam's <laughs> blowing off me like I'm a fucking chimney. <laughs> that's just basically a casual little walk around the trail, drop into yeah, the Yeah, that's what there. I said. Yeah. God, that would have been casual. hilarious to watch. <laughs> that, that's that, what I that, said to me. is one of the easiest <laughs> parts we want. Well, what it started out because there we met a guy in the parking lot, and Adam asked him where he was going, and he said, "All right, well, I'm going back across the trail." You know, he's going. He said, "There's a little trail over there. I'm going to go in there and over about 50 yards." So but he didn't say how far back he was going to go. Right. So Adam's like, well, "That's fine. We're going back that same way, but we're going to be farther, farther in, a lot farther." Well. Well, as soon as so we get as back soon as, as soon as it makes that little jog yeah. b- before it goes up, he was his light was right in there. Yeah. So we walked right up there, and John's like, "That guy's still right there," and he probably wasn't that close because the light travel, you know. And that's right. Right. I know where he was. Yeah, he was sitting then, on all that big he, buck sign. Yeah, yeah. that so, happens in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then uh, he watched us two clowns walk through the woods like freaking, you know, three Marco blind Cole. mice. Can like, you imagine <laughs> that? I'm like. Dude, this guy's got to think these. What the fuck are these clowns doing? So, anyways, we'll get so, into yeah. <laughs> so, regardless, yeah, it's a, it's a very similar, very same area. But I, Frank has his tree marked, and they just told me I I literally never been even on that side of this this trail or any of this stuff prior to this day, and I'm just going off of. You're going to see some ferns. Don't go past the ferns. There's a little stick sticking out over here. You want to go in from there about 50 yards. And he had a tree mark. And I walked in there. And they said there's buck rubs everywhere. Everywhere I shine my light, there's buck rubs. And I did like a like nine circles around all these trees. And then finally I was like, fuck it. I'm just getting up this tree. And I was facing the wrong way. Laid a good scent trail down. I, yeah. No, I, I, I literally did. It, it wanted was, to make sure they didn't get too close. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it was ten yard circle basically. <laughs> but finally, I was just like, you know what, fuck it. So I got up this tree, but I did like, no, this is the first deer that I killed on video, and the first deer that I killed from a saddle. But this was what a hundred percent not to do with the saddle. Just 
don't don't take my it you know take this as a lesson but i was like well i'll just yeah i know that it's a climber tree so i'll just take my climber base in there i won't <laughs> mess around with any of the sticks or any of that stuff so i had my climber base and i was just climbing up with that and that was a fucking disaster if you think yesterday or two days ago whenever it was was a rodeo i was so fucking mad by the time i got up there and then i get up to the top and the way that the saddle lays out is like you're designed to have your feet on the tree which is right where your Pivot tree point. stand will go like Slide straight up and down. to the fucking ground yeah. so the whole day i'm like i'm like my feet were up on the tree like and the platform was just there until, like, I saw that deer. So I got my uh, camera arm, and it, the first four times I sat up in a, got set up in the saddle, I'm looking at it like I'm setting up for a tree stand or whatever. So, like, I'll climb up to that limb. Well, when I climb up to that limb, like, there's nowhere to put my tether. There's nowhere to put the camera arm. Everything's in the way. Like, we, when I get the video done, like, you'll see when I draw like my arm is in this limb that's coming like right over my right shoulder. Uh, it's hitting. Uh, it was just so bad. But anyways, I'm sitting there, and I mean, I said it on the podcast when we were getting ready for the season. Like, I didn't want to shoot a small buck, you know, I, that wasn't like what I was going after. And w- inevitably, that's always what happens. And it's like karma, or like you know, whatever. The the universe tests you, and I'm like fuck only once yeah well this i look over and and where we were at like it was raining acorns and there was a hundred thousand squirrels around there it it was just so loud that there was no i wasn't looking for deer and i was facing directly to the north so you know Mm -hmm. there weren't a lot of deer that were moving no like to the north there and so i just heard something odd behind me i turn around and there's a buck standing there right on the trail. And uh, I seen it was a buck, and I was like, oh, man. And then I was like, I've been telling these guys, like, we need to be filming these deer. We got to shoot them on camera, you know, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Turned on the camera, and I whipped around. And I got it, like, where I thought the deer was in frame. I didn't zoom in on it or anything. I just, like, got the tree that he was by, drew back, and waited for him to present me a shot and I shot him and he took off like a lightning bolt with the the fucking arrow sticking out of him and I'm like that can't be good like it, you know I'm shooting still the same arrows that we have the elk set up there like 440 some grains with a solid fixed blade broadhead it should have just blown right through him no problem and so on the video I'm like I don't, it's not good. Like I got him in the front shoulder or something, something's wrong. And I'm like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> this is just awful. Did you have a lit knock? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It yep. was a loud, loud noise too when it hit him. Yeah. On the video, I was like, crack. Crack. Loud. And I'm like, son of a bitch. But and if then, you, if you watched it though, he was right behind the, the leg. The minute you watch he, it, you know, you're in goal, you're golden. He was right behind the leg when he shot, when he hit it. Yeah. So he just hit the other side. You know? right, he hit, hit the, the other, other solid leg bone. So I I sat up there for an hour, and uh, I get down, and I'm not very excited because there's no cell phone service out there, so I got to go back to the car. 
drive out, try and find some service to call Frank. Because Frank's like, oh, if you shoot something, you know, call me. I'll bring the deer hauler out there. <laughs> well, I get down or walked over there, and there was blood everywhere. So I was like, that's a good sign, but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to risk it. I don't know. So I walk back there, go out and get service, and he's like, well, you know, what do you think? You think you think I need to come out there? You, th- you, think, you think it's dead? And I'm like, well, you, you, you said you were going to come out here. I'm like, well, I haven't even looked for it. There's blood everywhere. So Frank and Ernie come out there, and we meander out there, and there was a lot of blood. Yeah. It wasn't. It didn't take the path exactly where I had thought he did, but, you know, it probably went 100 yards, 150 yards. Yeah, you're going to have to work on your uh, visual, you know, like when they leave you, you know. Oh, yeah, he went right down the trail, he says. Or you could film a guy. <laughs> yeah. Or he <laughs> went. Did you That's where you need the second guy. The other side of the trail. Did you, uh, I, I got him going until he went off. Yeah. You know, I mean, you can see where he runs and goes. Like, and you can see in the video he went through that water. He, where he, he took the arrow. trail exactly where you guys should have went. Right, the morning, yeah, the other morning. and yeah. it probably yeah. died within. Oh yeah, forty yards of where you guys were sitting. Yeah, that's yeah, probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably pretty oh, close I know that right there, all dude. that stuff yeah. there really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needless to say, yeah. though, you. So either way, I mean, I I heart shot him, and yeah. it hit the and broke the femur on the other side, bent. The the air, the, the broadhead's pretty fucked up, yeah. uh, but still arrow's still in one piece. Everything's still in one piece. I I still can believe that it never came out the leg on the other side. Yeah, it went you know, inside it went the inside skin. the skin went through both have, ribs. Like must have hit into that shoulder, you know, and then went down and busted the leg. But it shattered that leg bone, man, big time. And when we were tracking hey, him, you could see the make, one. Yeah, make Asabuco with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, spit out the bone chips. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably and, not as bad as the hatchet. <laughs> no. And then so, to that point, that was the only deer that I had seen. Uh, and I had maybe five or six times. And Then my buddy had killed one up on the Muskegon River, and I'd been wanting to go up in there. And he's like, well, you know, come on, we'll go hunt down in there. And we did a whole lot of other fucking wandering around. But it was cool, you know. Take a canoe up the river or, or not. Guys need a bigger motor, though. Yeah. So the second time we went up there, they just opened the dam up, right, even after it rained. And we were both paddling and using the trolling motor, and we were going nowhere. <laughs> so we got out. It's like a treadmill. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. not going to hunt very far up tonight, <laughs> Adam. <laughs> no, we ended up walking like three quarters of a mile that day. There's, there's Big Ben again, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a, a little buck. Come right in behind us, and I got that on video. And that's what's been cool about the whole thing has been video and everything. So, you know, every deer that I've seen this season, I've videoed, so or have on video. Did you get them ones on video out here the other night? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. The other morning. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so that, that was, was a cool. decent buck you guys seen though. Anyways, yeah. yeah. So you weren't yeah. too far off the mark, but you know where you come out of, don't you? Huh. Coming I mean, from the trail. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you went right across. Yeah, right across a little corner right yeah. there that yeah. you would turn yeah. to go down into the more wet stuff. That they've been pumped. That's a morning. Yeah. Glory right there. Set. Um, my stepson wanted to do a little bit of hunting. He only hunted the UP a little bit. wasn't seeing Jack up at their place. I said, "Well, let's go." You know, took him out there, and 
set him up. I went over on that trail where you guys were, but I went up on a rub line and a scrape line up in there. And on could, the same side, I think, is where that kid was. No, no. no so all the way around the trail. Around the oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Right all the way we, around right the corner. Right where we were at, then we've yeah. seen them two scrapes. Yeah, all the way around the corner. And you go about 50 more yards, and there's a little high spot back in here. There's a couple big scrapes there, and the rub line goes really weird how that, you know, how that thicket turns like that. These guys, like, go like this. It's a real big angle, but I wanted to hunt it anyways just to see. My God, Brad seen eight different bucks that morning. I seen five of them. They got between us, most of them. I seen a buck that morning, too. Yeah. Remember? Yep. Yeah. No, no shots. They are. Nope, no oh, shots. Nobody got no Two shots. twice he got tied up. Well, so. Well, Ernie was going to three drive, out. drive we gonna, I think three help. bucks oh. were in the first he group. He said there was, deer. He was three said. bucks and a doe is what he said. But there is a couple, believe it or not, there's a couple one-horners. And there's one on the driver's side and the other buck has one on the other side. It's really weird. But I seen like all these guys. That first buck that come through that I seen that he was watching, they were about 60 yards from him, probably 80, 90 from me. I just got a one little place I could see him. First one was okay. And he, the second one I could see was a buck too. And then they, he said they kind of looked at him. He's hunting out of a uh, ghost blind. Ghost blind. And I had it set up. I just took him into this little spot and turned it. And I said, yeah, here's the deer traffic right here. I mean, solely, just about it right here. Well, they had gotten around this side, spotted him, and all they did was just kind of jump off a little bit. Well, that's when I seen them jumping. Then they all went down that edge where you guys were the other day. And he said one was nice and wide. There was another buck. And 15 minutes later, another buck come walking the same deal. I could see him. I'm going, my God. We're, you know, I thought he was a little closer to him. Five minutes later, another buck come through. He said he's seen a buck and two does come the other side. He couldn't quite get a shot through the runway maybe where you hunted mm -hmm. and where you sat in that tree. Yeah. And then uh wasn't long. Later, I seen this. I looked and I seen a deer and I seen a small deer come up beside that one, moved out, and then I could see it was a doe and a fawn. And I said, I, he just, Brad wanted to shoot a deer, right? I take my release. I go, tink, 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 got her attention, went like this. She turned and ran, but then turned and ran back into that point of that thicket. Oh, I just texted him. Ah, sorry, dude. Tried to scare a couple of your way. So he texts me back a few minutes later and goes, yep. Like, okay, he's seen him, right? So I'm on the way home. And I said, well, so how many did you see? And he said, I seen eight bucks. I said, eight? And, you know, because he told me about what he said. Well, where's the other two? Well, that's the two you scared past me. I go, no, that was a doe and a fawn. Well, I didn't know it, but there was two bucks in there, too. <laughs> they went right to him, and when they turned, they were going to come right in front of him. So he had he has a, he shoots a crossbow, and he had it on a stick. And they were coming just like this, right in front of him. And all they did was just jumped and turned, like that, stopped, looked at him. And he goes, uh, you know, you're dead, right? I didn't even see those. So that was pretty amazing. So I almost did scare him a a deer. And so for you, John, pretty wild. You were. I was out east, and then you come back and came back. 
and well, no, I've mainly been just dicking around like scout hunting, you know. But the Jet and I went out. Well, uh, last weekend or weekend? Yeah, last weekend. Yeah, weekend before last. Jet and I. The first weekend I was back home. <clears throat> we went out on Saturday night and set him up in the spot that hunted last year. Uh, it's right on the edge of the, edge of the marsh, bottom of a big ridge. <clears throat> There's a couple good runways coming out of the cattails. and We had one, it was a smaller size doe, come right out and within 15 yards of jet. But he uses a, he's got a climbing tree stand, a summit. But then he also has his, you know, he has his harness. Well, the he's got the muddy harness, but he uses the belt, like the safety belt one part of it, and he straps that to the tree tight, and then he hooks his his tether right to that, so he don't have much room. He don't, he's not using the rope with the through the loop, and so you have a little extra. Well, she come through at fifteen yards behind some brush. And then she was going up the hill and I sat in this tree last year and there was a, there's like a perfect shooting lane about 20 yards, like angling away. Well, when she got to that point, he couldn't draw his bow cause he was like tied to the tree. <laughs> so he couldn't, so then he's trying to unhook his tether and you know, but by that time it was, it was too late. It was gone. So, well, yeah. And I got, you know, those, those robes are, awesome i mean for for setting it up like i used to hunt with one of those belts and try and dick around with all that oh yeah for for any of your listeners out there believe me adam and i went in the one morning and uh i got up in one tree and adam got up along trying to side me in another tree he was going to film me and i'm up there in the dark trying to buckle my safety belt around the tree you know the belt portion of it Trying to put put it in there, and I goes finally. I go to Adam. I go, hey, shine your light over here so I can see this, you know. And so I, I get I get harnessed up and everything. But after that, we got back to the vehicle, and he goes, man, you, I'm going to get you one of those rope deals, you know the the loop, the loop, you know. And I go, it's a hunter's safety system rope. Yeah, strap. I said, I says, get it, you know. So he got it. The next time I went out, I've never used anything so easy, but uh, I, I say this to all guys, even if you're using a climber, okay? It's probably the safest thing that you could ever do is I have a two-part summit Goliath and hook it on the tree. You know, you get ready to climb. Take your safety belt, take that loop and put it around the tree, you know, hook your tether into it. You can slide it up in the air, you know, as high as you can reach. Just pull that knot tight, climb your tree. You know, and and you go up and you come down the same way. You know, I mean, you're hooked to the tree. You can't, if something breaks on your stand, you're not going to get hurt. Well, and, you know, with with that that being said, I mean, there's a lot of guys that are sitting at this table that, you know, when they're in their climber, they say, well, you know, I'm not going to fall. There's two, it's two pieces or, you know, I don't climb with it. When I get up there, I put it on there or, or whatever. And it's like, you're, you're climbing a tree that's perfectly straight and that's like it is a pain in the ass if you have you know one of the buckle deals because you're trying to do it in the dark right. and your hands are cold and all that other stuff and i mean i 
But like I said, I'm afraid of falling. Well, so here's, I, I'm you not know, afraid well, of heights, and I'm not. I I don't want to fall. And I've been up the I've been up in the tree stand multiple times where either a I was stuck up there, or b more than once I've dropped the bottom of my climber, and then I'm really fucked. And by having my safety harness, <laughs> at least I have that peace of mind to be able to be like, okay, well, I don't need to freak out. I'll just be dangling here if I drop this other piece. But, you know, in the in the climber, like, I I would always do that and go up and, and climb and then same way down. And then, you know, just this past weekend, I have I'm hunting with the, the saddle, and if it's a straight tree, like, I don't unhook the tether when I come down. I hook my lineman's belt on, and I come on, and I just leave it on there and right. come down with it because... It, it's actually one less thing that I got to pack up until I get to the bottom of the tree. So, but it's just, it's, it's so safe though. You know, you don't even, you don't even think about it anymore. You know what I mean? I just, I get on the tree and I hook that thing around there and, and I climb the tree with it. It takes me maybe an extra minute, you know, coming down. It's, 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 it's piece of cake. You know, all you do is you just loosen that knot up, slide it down to the top of your stand, you know, tighten the knot. I have the rope right in my hand like this over my cl- my top part of my climber and just go down until you got to reach back up. I mean, it's a minute or two, you know what I mean? And believe me, it's 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 a well worth the minute. And it's, well, climbing well, up and down is no time to hurry anyways. No. Well, Take the damn time to do it. Unless you got to poop. Well, well, right off the side of it. <laughs> but this is With your tether on. But this is no bullshit. Um, that day... Frank and I are sitting there. There's a helicopter circling around. Right. And uh, a kid fell out of a tree stand just up from where we were at. Broke his neck and his back. Right, he can yeah. still feel his feet and everything. Right. Um, but they had to fuse his neck together because it couldn't hold up the weight of his head. And, you know, John knows all about back surgeries and all that. Right. I mean, it's going to be a tough road to hoe. And he's I mean, lucky. for... For what, what what do they cost you? you thirty you, bucks. Thirty bucks. Well, and he got he got a deal. Ernie uh, got a deal on them. Where I worked, where my son still works, anyways, um, we get twenty five percent off all hunter safety products. So he tells me, "Let me check." They had a two pack shipped to my door for thirty seven bucks. Yeah. Did yeah. you say Jet doesn't have one? No, he no, has he, one. He has okay. He has one. He he's got the lineman rope. Because the muddy comes with both. It comes with the, the lineman rope, and then it comes with the belt. And he's just been using the belt. So Thomas, dude, we need to get rid of the belt so you can use the, the rope. And then you can adjust it with the prusik knot, prusik knot, whatever, however you pronounce it. And then you can have room to spin around. That, that's the first product that's actually going to get me using it in that climber. Yeah. Yep. See, yeah, I, it's like a, in my climber... I yeah, mean, I have, a, I have a summit too, and you know, I never used a, a belt in that, but I didn't. I never even used a tether on the, you know, it's, to it's tie the two you together. Know, well, just like that day that that well, helicopter's out there, you know, I thought, well, they out there looking for dope or something, you know, you know, yeah. you don't, you know, they don't look for dope no more, you know, right? They know where all that's yeah. at. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's not against the law anymore. But what I'm saying is, you know, it was just it was kind of a reality check. You know what I mean? I like I say I use that belt, but man, that thing is just a pain in the ass, you know. This thing is just nothing to it, man. Just throw it around the tree, pull it through, slide the knot up, you know. You're hooked into it. 
You got plenty of room to move around. You know, it's a it's a must, I think, for you know, if you're if you're climbing trees, dudes. Cheap investment. I hijacked your story, but anyway. So anyway, so then, yeah, he he didn't get a shot, but that was that was the only deer we seen that night. Then the next morning we hunted, but he had to work, so we could only sit till nine, and we didn't, you know, the that's the day you parked on the gut pile. Yeah, we parked on a gut pile. <laughs> <laughs> what but. I uh been like trying to get out and film these guys, but I was like, I'll you know, I'll film you, Frank, and that that was that day. And then I was telling John, you know, I'll get out and film you, and you know, can I hunt this day or hunt with Jet, whatever. And so then, fast forward a little bit, and uh, he says, "Well, I'm gonna hunt Sweet, this yeah. day." Um, we try to figure out when we could go and, uh, but he says, he says, yeah, well, I'm going to go today. And I was busy or whatever. So I was like, you want to take my saddle? Cause he was talking about, you know, wanted to try one out or see whatever. And, and so, yeah. So that night I went to the same spot where Jet and I hunted, but I moved, I wanted to get out closer to the bedding and it was a good setup. I mean, the saddle was great. I mean, I weighed my pack before with my with my XLP sticks, stand, camera gear, and my fanny pack, and it was 52 pounds. And that's just, I mean, last year wasn't so bad because we were in elk shape, but this well, year, yeah. this year I'm in couch potato shape. So, <laughs> and my back is, you know, prior to that, I mean, we missed. We missed uh, South Dakota because my back was out. We couldn't even go. So I've been just kind of dreading it. Matter of fact, a couple nights I didn't even, I just hunted on the ground, just kind of scouted out spots and just ended up sitting on the ground. But so I used the saddle and it was awesome. I mean, I used my XOP sticks to get up and then I had a uh, couple of the wild edge steps. And I put those around the top, so I had my top stick, and then I had a wild edge uh, step on each side, so I could get all the way around the tree, you know, as far as I needed to, and it was super comfortable. And I mean, it's definitely a learning curve for like situating your gear because it's you know, staying in the tree stand, you can put it wherever, and you can turn around, bend down a little bit, or whatever. If you're sitting there, you, you don't quite have as much like vertical movement when you're with the well what's the difference in the weight too well i eliminated the the weight of the stand so 22 pounds yeah whatever it is well no the xlp that's like 13 pounds for the straps yeah Yeah. Yeah, so but that was awesome but of course that night the deer i heard them coming through the water spoosh 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 and they went out the runway that you know (laughs) i that Jet and I sat on, but, oh well. Well, and that's like I went up to the spot that I've been hunting and that I was walking through all that water last year and everything, and uh, I found another way to access it so I can hunt it on a different wind. I didn't really want to go back in there. I, I mean, I didn't. I told Frank, I was like, I'm not going to go all the way back in there because I don't think that it's going to be happening back in there, but I had a it was it was almost like just an excuse to go get my trail camera because I still had a trail camera out there. 
it was pretty close to the parking lot. So I got in there with, got all my stuff ready and old boy pulls into the parking lot and there was a gut pile on the parking lot there too. And, uh, you know, he said he was just going not far from where my camera was. I said, Oh, I'm going to go get my camera. I'm just going to wander up on this ridge and then I'm just going to look for any buck sign and try and get set up because there's this big oak ridge and there should have been scrapes last year. There were scrapes right on the edge of it. There's rubs, you know, there's acorns everywhere. There was like a handful of deer tracks, a little bit of deer shit, a fresh ladder stand and, and uh, trail camera right hooked to the base of the ladder stand, you know, Cobra locked on there. And, uh, but there just wasn't any deer sign. So I just kept on walking back further and further and further. And then I ended up getting back all the way back to where I wanted to go, but where you didn't want to go. (laughs) Yeah. Where I didn't want to go, where, where I had been hunting last year, but I had my onyx and I was just kind of following all my old like waypoints and stuff. And I got right to where I was pretty sure there was a buck bed up. Like you were talking about the spot that you were hunting there. There There's this big, mound it was like this one big like elm tree or something but there's a big mound and there was you know flat to the ground right at the base of it and i got near that and i heard something get up and get into the water and it didn't run away it just walked away it just sploosh this is the morning no it was the evening oh it was the evening. so and i had the wind i had the wind in my favor all the way but i was walking around this big like the whole thing is, is like underwater, and this is almost like a pond, but it's all like cattails and shit, like on the edges of it. And I, I don't know what's in the middle of it, but it's... More water. Yeah, I, I'm, I'd imagine. Deeper water. Deeper water. But I, ju- I was just circling around it. Well, when I got around it, I was on the bad side of the wind. Now it was blowing kind of into that. And that I got, again, right to where the wind would have been blowing, right to where I had it marked. And that's when that thing got up. And so I kept on walking back in there, and I come around the end of it, and there's an old grade or something Frank and I had mm-hmm. got on, and it was like, that was the only high spot in the whole thing. It was just like, there was like a flock of ducks got up off of it and took off, and I mean, it was just solid water, where last year it was scrapes and rubs and everything. And At that point, I was kind of committed, because I was all the way back there, and then I knew where that guy was hunting, and I didn't want to mess him up, so this is where... It, like that in season scouting or like, you know, as you're going, I was walking through and I, there's only one spot where I'd seen like deer tracks going through, but it was just like a handful. Of them. And I was looking for, I was like, well, there's so much water. There's gotta be a spot. Mecca. Well, I was just looking for where they were going to, you know, be using it like in force, like, and they were going into the water. So I was like, there's nothing going to be over there. Well, I went a little bit further and there was a high spot with some oaks and I was like, well, this looks great. That's where I filmed that bobcat. But back, right back there with them, just the leaves were kicked up. It wasn't like it was, you know, tracks or stuck in the mud or anything. I had deer blowing at me and that was, that was downwind. I, was, I just got too far. And like in hindsight, that's right where I should have been. You didn't need to go any farther. No. And I actually walked to the base of a tree right there and I'm like, well, what am I doing? There's nothing there's nowhere for him to go right here. <laughs> Apparently, I was missing something. Yeah. But. So, then that brings us to uh, our hunt. Yeah. So, 
You want to start out that one? <laughs> well, I mean, we've kind of already prefaced it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we met this kid in the parking lot, and he said, you know, he's just going back over there. Well, I mean, we basically followed his light, and you could see right where he was setting up. So, I'm like, all right, well, I know Frank said he just walked down here, and I'm just, we got to the spot and just kept walking straight. Well, I pull up Onyx. Well, I must have had Frank's phone or something because it was Frank's Onyx that I was looking at. <laughs> oh, my. We're looking at the breadcrumb trail that Johnny's got on his phone. <laughs> Finally, he's like, wow. Well, you We're just not. pull up your Onyx and you just lead. I'm like, ah, okay, here, I don't even know where the fuck I'm going. But Here is the dreaded mistake where you turned and went north. No, well, <laughs> yeah. And you went west, north, southwest, south, and then you ended up here? Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful because that trail goes right there. That's right what there. I told yeah. them. And here's where them, you know. Yeah. You know the yeah. story. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's nice. It's, it's, it's unconventional. <laughs> but, I mean. Did it was a sun oh, up by the time we you guys? Was, we, we, was, we that's the thing. We were there super early, and oh. this kid was there before we were. Yeah. Well, Why was that waypoint you know? not here? Right about here. I, I don't have it. You don't have it. That's that his was, phone. That's John's phone. No, I mean, but it, it, where was yours? It was there. That's where that kid was. That's why. That's why we we're gonna. He should have been on the left side of that trail. He was. He was up in that. Yeah, but he was Deal. he was right there where you where you put that camera. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so, so it, it, if we would have went to that tree, we would have been. What you should have hey, just done. You should have just went just in where you and Frank Stayed hunted. on the trail and just went down to that corner and where found those three tacks. Yeah. And hunted there. He was closer to that. Because we, we got up to those ferns. where First we, ferns? Yeah. Okay. Well, you're still 100 yards from the second ones that you needed to be by. Because you take the left, yeah. right? You're still on the first set, and he was in right in there. Well, I, I, I was thinking that was the I was thinking that okay. was the ones where I needed to cut up just a hair. No, no, and I didn't have that's my, fine. I didn't have my breadcrumb trail. Well, where you shot was halfway between the two yeah. points, yeah. yeah, and just off the trail, yeah. yeah. Well, so regardless, so we just walked straight up there. Well, you'll have her for next, time. and we. Got, <laughs> <laughs> I have a much better understanding now because okay. I've seen a little bit more of the country. Gotcha. You know, <laughs> in the dark, a lot of it in the dark. <laughs> but we walked fucking up, and getting smacked. I got smacked right in the freaking eye with. The, it wasn't from Adam. I freaking grabbed the limb, and then it got caught on something else and come up and <laughs> right in my right eye. It's like then I was really hot. <laughs> well, I it was getting. It was getting stupid. I, I mean, I was getting frustrated. I knew where we needed to go, that, but I'm just terrible at navigating. Yeah. I mean, I really am. Here's the thing. I didn't know where we needed to go. Yeah. I just knew. That I, I was like, we need to get over. Like, this you were is, just I, I showed him for the ride. But I know. <laughs> I, I'm like. I showed him on the on on your uh, Onyx, that dot, and I said, uh, right where we went to, I said, we need to get up over there. But we were just in the middle of all that bullshit. Yeah. And so it was like, as soon as we pop out of this bullshit, we're going to be where we need to be. If you ever go back there again. Well, I'm not going in the middle of that shit. No, again, go in the day. Tell you. Go during the day. Go where you shot your deer. I shot mine 20 yards away from there. 25, 30. 
look back in there for that big dark hemlock. Well, that's monster. What, right? That's what I was looking for because that's where the bucks. You, when we were in. You there, guys well, walked the big too dark. The other were. side of it because that one is not in the bullshit. That is on the outside <laughs> of the bullshit. Go up to that thing and stay just a little south of it, and bingo. Yeah, but yeah, bingo. But so it worked out. Jump up a tree so right there for for the listener. This is uh when we finally got to like where we were at. I did the the Frankie. I said, John, turn off your light. And I turned off my light, and I just looked at the skyline. And because we were right on the edge of that thick stuff, and I'm like, that there's a double tree right there. I'm like, let's go to that tree right there. We got there, and John's like fucking stripping his clothes off. Like when you look <laughs> down from even when we were there, it was just like John's pack is just strewn away. There's a shirt laying there. It was a yard sale at the bottom of the tree. What am I? Because we didn't use all the sticks. Oh yeah, no. I I rolled my shirt up and put it up underneath, trying to keep my scent away. But but then the deer end up, you know, they end up coming down like that the runway right where we stopped and turned the light off, basically. But yep. there right was still the big hemlock. There was still some you know underbrush right there. You know. Yeah. Well, we got to a tree right there, and we're like, "There's not a whole lot of shooting right here." Right. Like. 50 yards up there there's it's pretty wide open yeah so they they were 52 yards from us well we were sitting there and it was like there was like nothing going on it was pretty quiet watch and, a couple raccoons yep there was a squirrels a lot of a lot of, a lot of out there the leaves were falling leaves yeah, were falling, yeah so we couldn't hear shit it was 28 degrees on the way out so we had a pretty good frost and, and i told adam i think before yeah. i said man when that sun hits them leaves it's really gonna start raining and then the wind picked up a little bit and it was just solid well you can see it in the video well, yeah, the leaves are just coming that's down when we got fucked looks like snow man yeah but <clears throat> so that um that was the one thing that was interesting though because you know john had said about the you know in his climber he doesn't use safety belt here or there or whatever um had hunted in the saddle the day before and so you know, with us trying to set up and film me being in the saddle and I've got to be like above him, we had to set our sticks a certain way. So I just had him give me the sticks and I just climbed up there with that top step platform. And I just had my backpack on my back. You know, I was up there for quite a while, you know, when, as John's coming up and getting all of his gear ready and hooking on everything. Well, getting redressed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taking a shower, whatever the fuck he's doing at the bottom of the tree. But I'm just sitting there, and um, you know, John's like pull up all John's stuff, and he gets there, and he's lineman's belt, rope around the tree, and he stands on the the stand, and it was like he was gonna fall off. Like from the first step he took on there, he like put his other foot on there and like turned around, and it was like whoa. Well, yeah, that's I'm like the one thing about. Well, the one thing that's I really like about the saddle is it's you're you're hooked to the tree, you're static, and then, I mean, there's no losing your balance. I mean, you might like take your foot off and you might swing a little swing bit, swing around, yeah. <laughs> but you're not, you're not. I mean, when I'm standing on my tree stand, and the thing is with my bad leg, I can't feel my left foot. I mean, half of it's like completely numb all the time, and then you know the night before I used the freaking 
the saddle then that morning i get on my tree stand and then it, my feet were cold so as the morning went on it got worse like literally i'm standing there you know i'm tethered in but all of a sudden ooh, i catch myself it's like i'm falling like, i yeah, kept feeling I'm, like i was falling so i'm like above him like watching him I'm like holy shit he's just gonna be dangling there here in a second <laughs> you know and but, so with your back issues and stuff what how was the that it felt i mean the only I, do, you, do you notice a is there a noticeable difference um it's a nah, i can't there is a difference but it's a different uh i can't hardly it's hard to explain i get a little bit of like you know your muscle my obviously my muscles aren't used to you said that too when you mm-hmm. started using it you you know it's pulling on your hip mm-hmm. and your back a little bit but it was more muscle just kind of achy mm-hmm. but not it was comfortable like stiffness like you get because i mean even i get i think everybody gets that if you sit in one of them yeah hang-ons for long enough like it's butt cheeks are going back and yeah. forth and the, yeah the like lower backs like seizing up yeah i'm always you know like stand up for a while sit down for a while it's hard to get comfortable but i could get comfortable in the sling mm-hmm. especially as you know i get more used to it it's got to distribute your weight differently well yeah. the other thing i was telling adam too is so nice about it is when you want to move it's so easy you're just just a matter of shifting your weight on your feet a little bit and you can swing out one way or the other where you know when you're on your stand you're you know that's the thing i'm i'm trying to tiptoe around a little bit then all of a sudden i'm losing my balance yeah Yeah. but you know that's that's if you have the right if you have your steps you know (laughs) we'll get to that one in a minute so yeah so we're sitting there and it was pretty cold what was funny is like it was cold and, you know, John, we are talking about it. Like it's pretty chilly. And uh, all the leaves are falling and all that stuff. And it was getting, you know, kind of late, you know. And I I think, I, I guess I always have, like, a bad taste in my mouth about that area. Anywhere near there. Because just from you guys saying, hunting on that ditch there, you know, after the time change, it's like if you don't see anything by 9 o'clock, which is really, you know, 10 o'clock, like it's not going to happen. Like stuff happens early right well, there. But, that, that, but that's just ingrained in my mind. Mm-hmm. So the longer that I sit there, and even last year when I was, you know, when I killed that buck whenever 10 o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever, like if it gets past like 930, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. Like I'm just sitting here, I'm getting angry, you know. <laughs> and like I, up until that, that point, you know. All of the sits that I've done, all the bullshit that I've been through, miles walked. Like, I'd seen two deer. Two bucks, but two deer. And so this is just another, you know, another sit. Here we are. Brought all this stuff out. I got the camera gear. We got all of our stuff we went through. I took, I took John through this fucking rodeo to get out here. And, uh, you know, for nothing. John hates hunting this spot. We run into a guy right off the get-go. There's probably 50 other cars in the parking lot. And uh, you what's, know, odd, what's very odd about that, the first 10, 12 days, yeah. you're lucky to see one car there. Well, we'll get to that. But So we're we're sitting there, and then, <clears throat> again, it was just like the other deer. Like, I just heard something weird, and then it was like, 
a herd of something in the water. And I'm like, John, deer, deer. And I was like, I just seen like a little bit of antler. And I'm like, oh, there's a little buck, like a little eight point. And I swing the camera around him. And then I'm like, holy shit, he's got like a big set, big rack. And and so I don't know when you picked up those deer. I seen him as soon as you said that I could catch movement. But then I turned around, grabbed my bow and, you know, got my release, got ready. And then I watched him coming through and you're like, it's the third one, third one's a buck. So then I, you know, was looking over and I, I seen him, seen some horns. I was like, well, he's a decent buck. And I think at that point you're like, should I try grunting him? And I don't know if I answered or. You said, you said, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah. yeah go ahead. And, uh, which well, it, probably well, ended up being a mistake. Yeah. Just because of the situation, but. Well, I I mean, the way that that edge laid out and the way that they were going, like, at a pretty good clip, like, I thought they were just going to keep going down that edge, but they cut back to the south. They're going to, they come, they come up. South? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. They came east to west and then cut back to yeah. the south. So they come up, they come up that edge like that, and then they got up around us. And then all of a sudden that lead doe turned and started coming, and it was 52 yards, I, and there was an opening and right had there. had a, a southeast wind, which, when you watch it in the video, where they stop, where that doe stops, all, all the leaves, leaves yeah. start falling. Right, they, to her. They were just like, you were just like flowing that way, like one of them backdrafts. Kind of like what happened to you last year. Yeah. So I, the snow. But that buck, <laughs> that buck, he turned and he was following her, and. All of a sudden, he got behind a tree. Well, he stopped right before that, right after you had grunted. And I seen his horn, and he, like, looked up our way. And then then he took a couple more steps and got behind that tree. That's when I drew back. And and he, he never stepped out. All of a sudden, he just they just turned, and they all spooked and went straight away. But So then we uh, sat there for another half hour or so, and then. It's like, well, I picked a spot back farther where there was a, like, where they'd walk through. And I'm like, that was 53 yards right there. And I bent down. I got my squirrel arrow out. I put one right down through there. And when he went down there, that's right where all the tracks were that went through there. It's like, man. But they were moving pretty good right through that little that, and that window and that buck is about the same size as the one i shot last year and you know we were walking back and i, t- I told john like when we got down and got all of our stuff and got a zero i'm like he's like we need to go this way and i'm like if we just walk that way we walked that way like 70 yards and then it just got high we walked up popped up on the trail and there's two scrapes right there <laughs> real nice that was a nice walk out if you look behind those two scrapes like 17, 18 yards toward the thicket. There's a nasty black cherry tree. Don't climb that. Yeah. <laughs> that is the nastiest, noisiest, squeakingest son of a bitch and tree on the face of the earth. <laughs> he told me that. A night, bark man. squeaked. He goes, man, it's the noisiest tree I've ever been oh in. Oh, my, my God. He goes, <clears throat> I was in. I was in a uh, maple, I think, that morning, and it was probably the quietest tree I yeah. was in ever been. Oh, yeah, I moved over and got in a s- small double next time in. So we got out of there. Well, on the walk, walk back, you know, showing oh. John, like, oh, this is where I shot, 
you know, this year, then I, then we were much further back than where I thought we, we were. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, this is, I'm like, that deer was standing there. There's the tree. There's buck rub. There's all the stuff. But on the walk back, I'm just telling John, I'm like, you hate this property. You hate this property. You hate everything about it. You won't go here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you just got drawn back on you know, the hell of a Did buck. Did you take him into the right, right on there. that? No. 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 But right about there, John's like, hey. He looks down and grabs a leaf, and there's blood on the leaf right there. And he's like, it's wet. He's like, somebody shot something this morning. Yeah. So then there was cart tracks. So that guy, that guy that that kid that was in there shot a doe. Mm-hmm. He must have shot it early because by the time we got out, it was a, there was a gut pile in the parking lot, and, and there was there no was other truck. there was no other tracks tr- truck vehicle tracks at all. Just his. What super was he swampers, driving? Uh, blue uh, teal, like uh, like your Chevy, yeah. and uh, with like super swamper tires. Like real distinct tire tracks, but but there was well, a the gut pile with uh, with the tits and everything, like, yeah. right? Yeah, right in the parking lot, uh, in that back corner by oh. where they dug out. Mm-hmm. So then John, after that hunt in the saddle, he says, "I need a saddle. Yeah, I need one." So got one from from Trophy Line. They got them in stock and they ship them in like a day yeah but well we ordered it you ordered it what saturday yeah and it was here today yeah so yeah it was so but so then that afternoon that wind was coming out of the southeast oh yeah and it was whipping pretty good so there's been a spot i've been wanting to go to up north and uh i seen a really nice buck shining up there before the night before opener, and he was on private private ag fields, a ton of deer, but there's a a big section, like right in between all the the private of Manistee National Forest, and it's all marshland, swamp. Well, I posted the video on um, Instagram, and it's on it's on Facebook too, but it looks like the shit like that the hunting beast guys and like. Like like what they go through, like Dan Infault. Yeah, Joe. I hate Dan Infault now. No, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I have to give that motherfucker some credit because he is he is the beast. Because after the shit that I went through, I was going to leave my tree stand out there because I was like, I'm not carrying this heavy bastard back. And what did you tell me that no one's going to go out there to yeah. steal it? And I'm like, no one's going to ever come out here and steal it. If they did, they can have it. But if they got out there, they'd be like, fuck that. I ain't carrying that heavy thing about that, uh, this shit. It was, uh, on my track was three quarters of a mile. And I think it took me an hour and a half to get out there to go three quarters of a mile. And I was, I mean, that there, I, I don't know if I sent you the video. I sent, I took one video like halfway out. And I mean, I'm wearing just a t shirt and it was pretty cool out and it's breezy, but I was sweat. I mean, sweat all the way through and it was just a matter i mean it's deep water you know on that thick ass grass and it's blown over so you're you know trying to step on the the mound the the root balls 
just to stay up out of the deep water. And then you're tripping on the grass and there's logs and shit underneath it. And I stepped on a log at one point, slipped off it, boot down in the mud, stuck. I'm trying to pull it out, but just what, filled it up. And that's like what we were doing down in the in the river bottom there. That tall <laughs> grass is just, it's yeah. unbelievable. And, you know, that's the one thing, like you said, like elk shape versus couch potato shape. Like my buddy Eric was down there with, he's like, we were talking about elk hunting or whatever, and he's like, yeah, I want to go elk hunting. And then when we were on our way back, I'm like, you want to go elk hunting? This is what fucking elk hunting is like, because it was just all blowdowns and, and tangles oh. and shit, but all that grass. And that's the one thing that I noticed more this year than last year is not, like, the overland, like, mile type stuff, but, like, going over all the blowdowns and all that stuff, like, with your quads and, like, your, oh. your hamstrings. Oh, my God. You know, I mean, I walked. I was up there earlier, and I walked a different section. That's where the the story about uh, the Liberty Hunt and almost right. you know getting shot, whatever. And I walked a different section through that shitty grass, but that I only went through one section that had the water. But that grass, when it's laid over like that, unless you're going with with the way it's laid down, you know, yeah, and you wouldn't do that. You're you want to go into the wind, right? So you're going in, so it's laid down all across and you're going against against the grain and it's just catching your boots and you're trying to pick up. I mean, it's just miserable. And then I get out into this old tree line. Well, when I got up there, I hadn't been up, you know, I've been out of town and I hadn't been back up there for a few weeks. Well, all the leaves, that's all them, them big trees out there are just barren out. So I got, I was like, oh shit, it looks terrible now. Plus we've had so much rain that the one road is actually closed. There's water over the road. There's so much water. So I actually talked to the one of the property owners that borders the property. I was getting ready, and he pulled over him on his quad, and he's like, you're going out in there? I'm <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, that's some pretty gnarly shit out there. He's like, you're, you're going to carry a tree stand? I'm like, yep. He's like, well, good luck. <laughs> and uh, so... I made it out, you know, I got out in there and there was some, a few of the, you know, there's a lot of big, big trees and they have a big root ball and you can see that there's some bedding on it, you know, just a few small, you know, small beds here and there, but, you know, the runways were, were, they had some pretty fresh sign on it, but I got out and where I think the buck bedding is was probably another three well i i kind of mapped it out of my onyx it was just over 300 yards and i'm like i'm not <laughs> i'm not going another 300 yards in this and then have to come back in the dark right so plus it was supposed to rain so i'm like well i'll set up right here and then i can you know glass all of it and there was you know, like I said, there was some bedding on it, so I didn't want to just, you know, walk through and then end up bumping them out after all that work anyway. So I picked out a tree, walked back to the tree, and I was setting up, getting my shit ready, and taking off my shirt once again. And I, all of a sudden, I heard something, and not 20 yards from me, there was a blowdown and a big root ball, and a little doe jumped up. So there, you know, there was there was deer bedded in there. I didn't. 
I don't know if I blew out any other ones. But so I got up in the tree and uh got my camera arm up, got that all set up, my bow, everything. I go to hook the camera on and I didn't have the plate. Cause that morning, Adam we used my camera arm or the camera arm that I use of Adam's and when he was when we were packing up he took the camera off the camera off and the whole mechanism just poof, went into space so when we got back we swapped uh fluid, fluid heads. heads and uh he's like oh you're going to need this base plate so he handed it to me of course I said on instead of putting it on the camera right away I just set it on my center console well that's where it was at when I got out so I lugged that heavy ass muddy pro camera arm extra few pounds all for nothing i got hooked on the tree <laughs> and at that point i was like oh son of a bitch you've done that a few times yeah well i forgot the camera i had the camera i could have set it on there and you know let it fall off into the, the mud puddles but so took the camera back off set it back down and sat there and it was just a just a cold east i mean just wicked wind but then that was about 6 30 just about you know prime time also i looked up and here comes a big old deer and i had my gloves on and stuff so i tried to get my phone out or i got my phone out tried you know turning on the camera of course my gloves aren't you know iphone friendly and then i noticed it was a big doe and then She's and, coming and, out. And John's been on doe patrol. He's mm-hmm. he's on the, I'm going to shoot any old deer. And this was a big old doe. And then all of a sudden I seen another another little doe coming out. So it was a yearling with her. And the whole thing, I'm like, man, I want to shoot her. I want just a monster. She walked right in. They both did. They walked right down. And they were like, I had stepped on a log at the bottom, like 10 feet from my tree. And it like peeled some of the moss back. And I don't know if it was something. They both come over right to it and were like nibbling on my boot track. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, she looked up and because I had my, you know, there the bottom of my tree. There was only like a foot and a half around it that was dry, and then there was another tree next to it. And I had put my pack at the bottom of that one and leaned it up against because I didn't want it being in the water. My pack is camouflage. I mean, it's just the frame for my exo pack. And then when I let the camera arm down, I let it down and I like right next, and it was actually like leaned over onto it. She all of a sudden, I mean, I, that's how I was like, I was trying to do it again, get my camera out again, but she was too close to try pulling a glove off at that point. And she looks over at that. I mean, and she's just staring it down. She's her head's bobbing back and forth, and she's looking at it. And it, I'm like, man, the way she's looking, I'm like, is there? I turn around, look, make sure there wasn't another deer coming off to you know behind me. The way she was acting, like, nope, she was just. So then she stomped a few times, and she stepped back, and she walked around and like was going to circle downwind of me, and she got off to my right, and then she just stood there. And she just kept, like, step stomping in a rhythm, just like, spoosh, 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 <laughs> Like, a dozen times, I, was, I actually, like, started cracking up, like, but 
the little doe was still standing there right at the bottom of the tree. So I don't know if she was trying to get its attention, like, hey, get over here. And then finally it took a couple bounds, and then they just turned and then just walked off and then walked. They just went out into the edge of that and then just made their way back to the way I came from. But I'm like, if I would have shot that doe, there was no way I would have got it out of there. And if I would have called anyone to come out there, they would have got halfway out and said, hey, screw you. Because, <laughs> I mean, maybe for a big buck, but not for a doe. So, How was the walkout? So on the walkout, I'm looking at my Onyx, and, you know, it's like, it's all marsh. You know, you can just see it's swamp, swamp, swamp. And then I'm like, well, instead of walking back the way I came, which was swamp all the way, I was going to cut across that. Because it showed that it ended, and you could see it looked like Sound some familiar, Frank? higher ground. Yeah. <laughs> no. It, it's water deeper near the high ground. Oh, God. It was, needless to say, for one, it was pouring down rain. I had to take my rain parka, and I wrapped it around the, the fanny pack and all my, you know, the camera gear and stuff, and bungee that up. And then, so I just had my, you know, my water-resistant coat on. Which, it didn't matter at that point, because, I mean, it, the rain was coming down sideways. I couldn't see, because every time I'd breathe, all the heat in my breath was just fogging up the, you know, the atmosphere around me. And I'm trying to, I'm grabbing freaking the grass, trying to steady myself, and I end up going over both my boots. And so that, you know, it's bad enough with dry boots, you know, trying to pick your legs up high stepping. Well, then you add, you know, a pound of water in each fucking boot. I mean, literally, I was like grabbing my pant legs, picking my legs up. Then I'd go about 10 feet, stop. When I got back to the truck, so I packed up, it was like 7 o'clock when I left the tree. I videoed my boots when I got back, and it was 9 o'clock. And it was on the Onyx, it was 0.67 miles. So just over half a mile. And it took me two hours to go through that but shit. But you saved like 0.15 miles. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Saved all that distance, man. Yeah. Took me an extra half hour. You but, said you walked up. On so gear. it was so nasty and gnarly out there. And the wind was blowing in the, in the rain that I walked up. As I was starting to get up on the high ground, all of a sudden I seen eyes in front of me. And there was two deer, and they let me get up probably to 20 yards. And then they just kind of wandered off to my left, heading to the east. So I got up on the high ground, and I was heading, like, southwest. And all of a sudden there's three more deer. And they were so confused. They probably thought, well, sure ain't no human out in that shit, you know. And... Uh, my, my wind was blowing right to him at that point, and the the one little one took a couple bounds, and it, it was within ten yards of me, and turned and was facing the opposite way. Like I'm shining it, my light's shining on it, and passed it, and it's looking like at its shadow. Like I probably could have walked up and jumped on the damn thing. And finally, it, like, spun around, turned, and took off. Well, then the big doe come over, and she, like, did almost the same thing. She come right up and stood right in front of me, but she was looking at me. But, you know, it was, they were so confused at what the hell I was. 
they just that was pretty comical. I've never seen anybody come out of that. Yeah, swamp. like what the <laughs> hell? It sounds, it sounds like you need to hunt the high ground, John. Hmm. Yeah, you got to go where the deer are, not where you want them to be, Frank. That's the beauty of this time of year. They're yeah. coming out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, the wind lined up like perfectly because, like, you know, that spot right there, looking down the map, when John showed it to me, I mean, he's like, "I've." It's it's kind of like one of those things, like where I end up back there in that water and all that bullshit and whatnot. Is you look at it and you go, "I saw this deer here. It's a big, big deer," and that's where he's going to be is right there, which was, you know, maybe 300 yards from where he was, but it was even probably where he, that deer lives is probably even further across the, all the bullshit. Right. But you can see these runways coming right off of this nasty ass shit, but you have to go, you have to endure all that shit to do it. And I mean, that's how these deer get that big. Right. Well, that's what, and that's what that landowner is saying. He's like, yeah. He gun hunts, his brother gun hunts, you know, all the guys around there. There's a hunting club on the north side, and this this is a monster buck. I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It's, it looked like a freaking mule deer. Like, he has a really distinct rack. And for him to get that big around all that, he's living in some of the gnarliest shit. And, and that's what that guy said. He He's like, you're going, he's like, my brother sits on the edge and hunts that. He's like. He watches guys walk out there, and they just he just watches the deer walk out the other sides from them as they walk into it, you know. And so you just got to catch them coming out of there. You can't right. You, you got to sneak in there. in there. You got to sneak in and set up right. You know, have the right wind, which it was a perfect wind, and the the rain actually helped. Yeah, you know, but I mean, to a it, certain extent. No, and I mean, and the it, but it could have been the greatest story ever. Sure, I mean. It could have been. Yeah, I fucking knew it. You know, yeah. and you can't kill him if you're not there. Call, right. call a coast guard and have him come get me, will you? Yeah. <laughs> send, mm. in a, send in a hovercraft. Well, yeah. One gurney for me and one for the deer. Yeah, please. one for the deer and one for me. But yeah, it would have been <clears throat> would have been one hell of a story getting him out of there. You'd have been quartering him up. I can tell you that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that is cookie cutter like what you're looking for and it, you know and i mean it, it it gave me even more confidence that that's where he's at because there's i mean they're like the the doe and that that yearling they come right from that area so you know that buck's gonna hold out until last light he's not gonna move it until dark you know and they're using that corridor to get out through there and then get over to those coming and now yeah, I mean, he's going to start coming with them does. Right. You know, John was just a little bit off, but yeah. now, I mean, with the saddle and you're right. You're, yeah, so I understanding it now. You can you can shave a little bit of weight. I'm going to shave maybe. a lot of weight. <laughs> he's I'm going to get some. I shaved a lot of weight. This I'm year. going to get some ultralight freaking waders. Is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll. I'm not, I'm, not even, I'm not even going to use hip boots because I'll end up going over them eventually, too. <laughs> uh, we we always hunted in hips, didn't we? Well, we did a lot of hunting hip in hip boots. But, you know, and, and I got, I left them in the creek a couple times. One day I was trying to cross in the, that real thick mud, you know. Oh, the, I, I stepped found in some. and I kind of jumped forward, pulled my 
my hip boot off and it was still in the muck. You well, know? it reminds me, you know, when you say that, when you're hunting up pet water, I don't think you had hip boots on, but Ernie almost got swallowed up by the cattail oh, yeah. marsh. Yeah. Remember the day you went in there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wise ass me. I tried to cut, <laughs> cut a little cut the corner. corner. Cut the corner. <laughs> you know, I've seen deer walk through there. Oh, yeah. I stepped in the wrong spot, boy. Went right up to my, well, damn near my sack. Had to put my bow out, lean on it, get on a clump or so, and then it was vacuumed. My yeah. whole boot. I had just 14 inches on. So I'm fighting it, working it, burying my hand down, fighting it, working it. I worked up a hell of a sweat just getting my boot out of there. Went over, got in the stand, poured the water out, wrung my socks out, put it all back on, hunted till 1030 or something like that. <laughs> Cold, too. Me and I, I was looking at him, I'm going, the hell happened to you? You know? Wow. Oh, yeah, he was all mucking everything, man, on the outside of his pants I would have stuff. probably been better off, like, in fault and just <coughs> taking my boots off and walk through that shit. It would have been a lot lighter. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Holy cow, that was gnarly. I'm still sore. And then, Frank, you had a pretty cool hunt here behind the house. I yeah. forgot about that. Well, the one, the one morning I went out there, I hunted an evening and, and saw a big doe and a couple of young ones. And then uh, <clears throat> I got a good wind, and I I snuck out there in the morning and got up a tree. Now, it didn't actually wasn't where I wanted to be, but ended up being pretty good, pretty good spot. And why were you hunting out Just What's that? Why were you hunting out there? Because of like, the, you mean the sign? It's yeah. Like, oh, there's a ton of deer sign out there. Just deer sign and, you know, buck sign. But, and I'd been out there when I saw the, the doe and the two young ones, there wasn't anything out there. Well, then that morning, like I said, I, I walked out there and I wanted to hunt that edge, but I couldn't find a tree right there. So I moved a little bit farther to the south and I got up the tree and it was still before daylight and I got everything set. I had my, my bow on my, I got a hanger right on the upper part of my stand, you know, bow holder. And I put it on there and I'm sitting there going, man, my top of my stand is too far down. You know, my, my knees are going to be up in the air when I'm sitting in my seat. So I, I might as well change it. So I hung the bow back up on the tree, unhooked my fanny pack, which I'd put around the tree, put the fanny pack back on. Lifted this, the top part of the stand up, you know, that extra eight inches or whatever it was, six, eight inches. Settle it back in. I just reached down to hook, unhook my fanny pack, and I heard something behind me. I turned around, and there's a buck standing there looking at me at 10 yards. He'd come to the noise, you know. but So he turns and took off, you know, and I thought, well, crap, you know. So I, I sat there until, I don't know, 10, 10, 30, and, he was the only deer I saw. So I got down, and then I looked. I went back over there where I'd hunted, saw the doe and the two two little ones, and it's tore up. Everything's just tore up. And there's buck rubs all over and scrapes and deer tracks. And I thought, uh, enough of this. So I went, I went out. I think it was that was that same morning or the next day that you I called you. 
I called Ernie anyways. I said, Ernie, you got to come over and help me put a tent up out here. Yeah, we brushed, you know? <clears throat> brushed in a tent. <clears throat> so we put the tent in. I think it was that day we put it in. And then I hunted it the next morning. And I sat in that tent. And I'm not too fond of them, but I mean, it's, you know, it's the only place you can hunt right there, really. So I'm sitting in this tent, and it's getting, it's still dark like out, you know. You can see a little bit. And I think it's the same buck. He come right down the center of this little spot that I'm in right there. And I, I sent it up pretty hard coming in. And uh, he hit my scent trail, and he stopped right there. And he put his head down. And he was like 15 yards. And I'm looking at my bow, and I can't see my pins. You know, I didn't even pick the bow up. I was looking at him going, man, I can't even see my pins. You it's because you're in a tent. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There's no well, light. You know. No light and tent. So, and, and he kind of spooked a little bit, you know. Like, he didn't like the scent for some reason, you know. But he he went to the north. A couple seconds go by, you know. And I thought, well, I better hook my release on at least, you know. So, I hooked my release on. I got the bow on my lap, like, you know. I look back where the deer came from, and I said, oh, wow, here comes another one, you know. I got to look, and I said, that ain't no deer, man. That's a big old coyote, you know. Coyote come in, and they, he knew something was up right away, you know. I mean, like, he was tracking that deer, I think, you know, but he just he stopped right over there, sensed, you know, or seen the tent or something, you know, and he starts cutting across then, like he's going to go across to this trail. And something else caught my eye, and I looked, well, that buck could come back, and he's backtracking me then out toward the trail. And I said, and he's going to meet this, you know, coyote. coyote right there, you know. And I see the deer standing there, and the coyote's getting closer and closer to him. And man, I mean, he's like right in front of him, maybe 15 feet. And the deer, I see the buck looking at him, and he, his whole ass just... See all that white hair frizz up, you know, and his tail was up in the air. Kind of put his head down, man. He went right after that coyote, man. I mean, <laughs> right after that dude. And that coyote left. I mean, immediately. <laughs> he just took off, you know. And from then until uh, about 9.30, I saw nine deer all together, four of them were bucks, that coyote, and then a dog. Yeah. No shooters, or no shooters. They were all I, shooters. They were all shooters, actually. You know, <laughs> just didn't have even the dog. I could have. <laughs> I, I had I had that that doe, great big doe, and then a must be her last year's fawn, and then two young ones with them. Mm-hmm. They were in front of me at, at, at up at one time. It was about twelve yards. She was standing there looking at me in the tent, stomping. Not they none of them snorted or anything like that, but just stomped the foot, you know, kept putting it down, you know, look at me. And then before that, before they had come in, a button buck and a doe came in, and the button buck went over to this thorn apple tree, little thorn apple tree, and was licking on it. Well then one of one of the little fawns was over there on its hind legs. Up in that tree, so it's, it's a you know community deal, you know. But they were they were right by my scent bomb and everything, and they were there forever, man. And finally, you know, 
she decided she she walked off. She left. But and then I saw another buck, and and how I got those deer over there was, I saw them at quite a distance, so I thought, well, I'm gonna you know I'll do a little grunt, you know. So I did the can call three times and grunted. Well, they all come bounding out of the stuff, you know, and then they're kind of all looking around. Well, then. I see there was a buck standing over on the trail, and he chased. I thought he chased another buck, but it could have been a doe. And they went down through the opening down, you know, while all these other deer walked down there. So I just thought they were gone. Well, then they all came in, them four, you know. But that was a hell of a morning. Yeah, he texted me I'm at work, and he's like, there's deer everywhere. Like, <laughs> dogs, I, coyotes. Man, deer, it was just bugs. like all kinds of stuff happening, you know. And I sat out there the other day. After the rain, figuring that they were going to come freshen up them scrapes and had them same four does come through there. But I wish I would have known what you, the the whole story, because you're like right at 930. Well, that's when the deer were, were there, was at 930. And they were there for 45 minutes doing the same thing. But they they were south of me and it was northwest wind. And they were not. Not really digging it, but I don't know. Well, that's a, that, that spot, you get a lot of that blowback in there, too, you know, and swirling stuff, you know. Because you got a, the high trees, a ridge over here, you know, and then you got pretty thick stuff behind you. But I figured that those, I mean, I, I would have shot a doe, but I figured that those would have to get a pass considering that he didn't shoot them. Because <laughs> he's kind of trigger happy. So, no, it's been... It's been fun. I've been really enjoying the the filming aspect of it, like being able to like go out and film, you know, John with them. Now, did you get them on camera too? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I actually bought a different camera. Um, my, you know, my cousin Ben from the Michigan Whitetail Pursuit had been using this Panasonic Lumix FZ three hundred. It's like a bridge camera so it's not a dslr and it's not a, it's it's kind of like a fancy point and shoot but it shoots 4k but more importantly it's splash proof dust proof you know shock proof and after those first two sits where it was torrential downpour and i mean you know last year that's why i didn't film anymore after I tried to cut the corner and fell down in the in the water. That's all I could think about getting out of there was me, you know, because I got a couple of those holes where my boots stuck, and then I was, like, losing my balance to so that heavy-ass tree stand pulling back, and I'm literally grabbing the grass. Well, that's so exactly like, what happened to me last year. Sploosh. And, you know, that XOP setup, like, while I love the tree stand, and I love the way that the sticks stack together, the way that they go on there, like that shark fin off the back, it puts all the weight, you know. Yeah, it's pushing it, it, I mean, it away it's, from your body. It's away from your body, and then, like, when you start to go, yeah, I mean, it's it's all you can do not to fall over. Especially so, I mean, with that much shit. Right. So, I, I'm, we never did post a picture, but I, I end up splitting my sticks and have two and two, and I lay them on kind of like they do with the lone, or the lone wolf custom, how they have them mm-hmm. set on, one on each side of the seat. And then strap them over. And, you know, of course I'm using it on my XOP frame. So it has the straps to 
to cinch it down tight so they're not clinking around. Plus, I put the camera gear and bungees and all that shit. But so it helps keep the bat the the load closer to your body, so you're not. Yeah, but fifty two pounds is fifty two pounds. I mean, yeah, that's that's way too much for me. I mean, like I said, I was. I told you. I mean, I was. Well, that's why you wanted the saddle because you're yeah, like. I'm afraid that I'm gonna end up, you know, throwing my back out to the point where my hunt will be done for the year. Just one, one step, you know. Get, you get a freaking, you know, especially out in that shit where I was going. That's what I was thinking about the whole time. I, especially when I stepped on that log underneath the water and then slid out and like fell down on my knee. Luck, luckily, I like kind of fell down and forward instead of back. But it don't take much to, you know, twist your back up. Sounds like some of the stuff we used to do when we were younger. Oh Lord. You know? Like the, the one day I Now it's out, like hey. we look at those spots and yeah. we go, nah. well, that's a nice haven for deer. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we going spot. for lunch? Uh, we're not going in there. <laughs> we're not going in there. I come out of a patch of stuff one day. Ernie was standing there and I, did I have my wool shirt on? Or did I have You a, had that fuzzy, some fuzzy suit you had. <laughs> Teddy bear suit. And believe me, when those quarter-sized, gnarly balls birds. with the little burrs on them, touch it. Yeah. It, like, engulfs him. Yeah. He come out. I couldn't even tell what color his suit was. It was all brown. He had so many they, of these on him. They actually act like I'd have thrown it away. You're in there. <laughs> if you come within a foot of them, they just, whoo, they, they suck right to you. I just they had to sit right and look, and I'm going, I can't believe I, what I've I see. I've never had that much crap on me before in my life. Oh, I'd have thrown it away. And I thought, you know. That was amazing. I thought that was a good idea going in there, but it really wasn't. You know? <laughs> yeah. Did you did you walk through that CRP just straight through it in Ohio? Because I came out looking like the exact same. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. the first time I went through that stuff, man, it was like I thought, ah, probably like chest high, right? You know? Yeah. Oh no, yeah, chest high to uh, uh, what was his name, Andre the Giant? You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, you know, we're getting ready here to head to Missouri, and I'm looking on the map, and I'm seeing these CRP fields and stuff like that, and I'm going like, hmm, yeah, yeah, I won't be walking around. Nah. I won't be walking through there. Nah. No. Well, some of the stuff we've seen this spring wasn't nearly as high as some of that we Did seen. you go to the center of it? No, we just talked about that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> um no, uh, I mean I'm still a walker. I mean I still go. It's quite a bit deeper. In the I don't. Center. Hey, I don't I'm mind not, the walking part. I'm not quite as tough as I. I don't was. mind the walking part at all. It's all the bullshit that's in between that you got to go through. First thing I decide is, man, if I kill a deer there, am I going to kill myself getting it out? If the answer is no, I'll hunt it. Right. If the answer is yes, I'll get as close as I can. <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, I should probably bring up uh, this last Friday morning up at deer camp. Yeah? Yeah. Took Bradley up there. My yeah. Stepson. The ghost blind. Yeah. Did we talk at all about that? Mm-mm. Other than the fact. Well, he had that ghost blind. He's hunting out where we hunted earlier this year. He's seen all those bucks. Well, he come home from the UP early. I told him I was going to deer camp. And he says, I said, you want to go? I said, Frank's staying home. He's going to hunt behind the house because it's all tore up. He said, heck yeah, I'll go, you know. 
So the first place I take him was Thursday night. Went way back. Wet. Had to be careful not to go over your boots. Took him way back there. We seen nothing. He sat. Good buck sign. Come all the way back out. And he says, well, I can hunt tomorrow morning, but I got to be home, meet with the print dude at 2 o'clock. I said, oh, you want to hunt something that we can get in and get out? Yep. I said, all right. So I took him 100 yards off the road, up Tarvey Road, to a marsh, a kind of a elongated marsh. And I knew what end to set him. I said, you, I took him right in there, set him up against some little white pines, put his little blind up. I said, this is where it's happened in the past. I just took off, went south. I didn't want to go too far. I did see one light. I backed off, found a couple big scrapes, sat right on the ground. Couldn't get in the tree. Just figured I'd just sit there and let him haunt. Well, he probably should have took a camera because he texted me, says, big buck in a doe, pushing a doe right behind me. I says, I couldn't shoot, couldn't get a shot. I said, all right, hang in there. And, uh, wasn't long, and uh, I heard that crossbow go off Excalibur. I go, whoa, kind of startled me a little bit. Onyx says I was about 130 yards away from him. But... So he shot, and all of a sudden I heard the water blowing up. I seen something coming at me, and all of a sudden it slowed down, and I seen it was a buck, and he did a chest dive into the last little bit of water before it comes up on the higher ground. And the water sprayed with the sun hitting off it. It went up in the air 15 feet. That deer did a big old flop and laid there. And I go, that is one of the neatest things I've ever seen. So I just texted him. I said, that was you, wasn't it? And he texted me back. Yeah, I just shot a nice buck. Oh, eight or a 10. I said, let you know in a minute. He's right here by me. Went over there. 10, dude. So he shoots this 13, just 13 incher, but nice 10 point. He is just jacked. So he had, he had a ball. Another uh, public land success. Oh, yeah. He said the one he seen earlier was even bigger. I mean, this is 100 yards off of Asphalt Road. Yeah. Um, I tried to explain that to you guys sometimes. You don't it's have just, to go It's just amazing. It's just the wind was right, and I said, I know this place, Brad. You need to sit right here. That was cool. Well, I mean, for the amount of bucks that Ernie's seen this year, the motherfucker needs a camera. <laughs> yeah. And we've been talking to you about it, and you say, well, you got to get a couple deer under your belt first. Well, I mean, you got one, so what do you need? <laughs> well, apparently a camera. You need some gas money for Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to be filming the whole time. Yeah. You know, we're, we're headed to Missouri uh, for a week or so. And when uh, these guys are headed to Nebraska, but I'm going to be filming the whole thing, um, you know, probably just the recoveries on Frank's deer. Well, the beauty of it is, I mean, if one of us fortunately score relatively early, then, man, that'd be cool as hell because I'm all for, you know, having someone filming or me filming, and that makes it apparently so much easier because what I've noticed about what you guys are trying to do and what I've seen self-filming self-filming is no joke. Those guys that do it are oh, they're yeah, legit. They're, I mean, I give them credit. Oh man. It's tough. 
Yeah, they do a they do a good job, boy, when they can, you know. Just trying to focus on that little screen and make sure the the deer. Yeah. Are, well, it. that's the hard but part. I mean, you get screen is you so get small. such a nicer video and tracking and stuff when you have that extra person. There's no doubt about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I I'm really looking forward to it, and I think you know, realistically, we made a huge jump forward this year from years past. John last year was diligent, but I haven't went out without a camera or three. Um, you know, yeah. And I've been in a tree with you, Frank, and I've been in a tree with you, John. Man, it's just just so close. But the only day you sat with Frank was probably the only day them deer never come down through that no, spot. I didn't either. But that was they, amazing. But they went just right around us because we got down and went over hundred yards and kicked two of them up right yeah. right there so yeah and we i think we heard them go by frank was trying to grunt at them and this and that but i mean i'm excited because i mean just from this conversation i mean i don't know freaking well, i'm gonna go in the morning and hopefully kill some hundreds of deer scouted seen. out a new spot and then uh got yeah, that I've new saddle great year. today so, I did hunt this, this well, evening in it. I haven't hunted since the other day. I've got I've got this cold and and been coughing. And now we're all gonna get it. Yeah, you guys are screwed. <laughs> I'm on the tail end of it now. Yeah, just trying to get on the uh, get on the men for your big trip, Missouri, then yeah. Nebraska. Yeah, like that's. I mean, going to Missouri, I'm excited. Um, I, I want to see some good deer and. and whatnot but i want frank to shoot a big one by anybody's standards and i want to get some good video of some some deer and and, and have a good time you know it's, well, it's, from it's, the, it's always fun from the stuff that we've seen just you know short time we were out there this spring you know and you know some of the information we've gathered and stuff and got i think you know i'm really looking forward to it i'm, I'm excited i just want to get in the vicinity you know, I'm I'm not right about twenty twenty five yards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. And then we'll see the we'll see the the. Uh, no, because I don't have like the deer standing there again, and this, then you see the lightning bolt hit him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you what, this first year I shot them light knocks. You know, I'm a I'm not one to change much <laughs> that often. You know, I shot a whisker biscuit for a lot of years. Yeah. Things like that. Good product, but I don't change very uh, You got to really prove something to me to get me to change. So, like that strap. Mm-hmm. You know? But, boy, I shot that lighted knock. That That's amazing because it's not only got the purpose of, oh, my gosh, I shot that right where I wanted to. But, I mean, I'm down there tracking, and Frank's over there by me. He cut the corner like seen my light, and I, he said, well, where'd you shoot? I go, Right back there. Big old red knock. Going I on seen the red light from his knock when I walked up that out of that where I was at down in the swamp. I come up on that trail and I thought he must have left his headlight over there with the red light on it, you know. And then he's got another light with him out there. And when I walked out. Not, see, now you probably I, forgot I this much. Yeah, I walked out knocked. to him, you know. Lighted knock. And I said, what would you do, man? Did you leave your other headlight back here? He goes, what are you talking about? That's my knock, dude. 
I'm going, you can't be serious. That thing looked like a stoplight out there, dude. And it if was, you had to use bright. them for something, they're a man. Oh, yeah. Well, well, you can even take one out in a pinch. You can take one out of your arrows. Yeah. Turn it on with your string. And stick it up on your freaking pens to light them up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you have, like, the little fiber optics coming out the side, you can clip it right on it. I mean, of course, you got the, the light, you know, bobbing around. But I wonder if they'd clip over the wall of that hoop. Good. Try it, but, I mean, in a uh, pinch. I don't know, but that thing is super bright, man. I well, know that. I can tell you this, and, you know, kudos to John, but I showed that impact video to a bunch of people of that deer that I shot. And I would say a half dozen of them, 10 of them or so have been like, are you shooting all white fletches? Because, you know, that deer takes off with that arrow in there and there's no doubt like what's going on. It's got a green lit knock, but it's got four inches of white four white fletches right. just waving around. Yeah. And you can see like exactly what's going on. That's why I've always, I've tried to shoot bright fletches always, you know. I've always shot either white or green. I mean, I shot green before I, you know, I before social media and before Dudley. John Dudley yeah. did. I shot I the shot original green fletcher <laughs> hey, over here. The no, one I, I that one I shot in the UP that time was was uh, blue and pink, hot pink. And you can see that right next to that deer's sphincter <laughs> from a long ways away, <laughs> thirty five yards at least. <laughs> I thought he was thirty five. He pink. might have been a little bit more. <laughs> Oh, my yeah. gosh. Another story for another day. <laughs> but, yeah, that's kind of where we're at with uh, what's going on. You know, we've even, you know, this this far into the season and going to, I mean, I'd say when it's starting to get good here, um, at least John and I have made some definite equipment changes, and so I have some updates on that as far as camera arm, John going to the saddle, and uh, I switched up my climbing sticks and, Erniel is uh, gonna gonna be doing standing sticks for the first time here in Missouri. Probably should have did that one or two sets here. Before I put going. it on a tree in my yard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that being said, John did take the trophy line saddle out of the box today and hunted in it just just yeah. like that. But I, oh yeah, you need to talk about your platform today. Oh yeah, that was I was in such a rush, so excited that you know. It, Came in in time. I picked it up from Adams. It was like 3 o'clock, which I was running late. Got home, did the unboxing of it, and literally ran in the house, changed my clothes, ran out, grabbed it, threw it in the truck. And in the meantime, I forgot the wild edge steps on the, on the workbench. And I remembered them about a mile down the road. And I was <laughs> like, I'm already late. I don't have time. I'll just deal with it. I'll XOP fire. sticks. XOP One- one-sided steps one-sided step so uh, the tree i went up i'm like well there's like a little knot and a half dead broke off limb and so i just put the top top step like right even with that shit and it was it was a little bit sketchy but yeah i asked john i was like so what did you think of the, the trophy line he says, it'd have been a lot better if I'd have remembered the steps. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so 
you know, throughout the rest of the season, we'll have some some updates on uh, gear changes and kind of you know, figuring out our our systems as it as it plays out. But eventually, I mean, after using those wild edge steps with your saddle, I think that they're just they're so nice when you're like loading up to go. I mean, you just take it off, put it in the pouch, it slides down in. Go down, take it off, slide it in the pouch, get down to the bottom of the tree, tough, stuff all the rope in, zip it up, and you're done. You know, I mean, the sticks, of course, you put a stick up, you're only putting four of them up, and you got three, you know, whatever, two or three, whatever size of those you're using, but, you know. The amount of bulk. Right. You, you know, those XOP sticks, what are they, 30 inch? 34. 34 inch. Which I'm a tall guy, so I put them on my pack vertical, and so when you're when you're crawling through the shit like Adam and I did, <laughs> you will hang up a little bit, but uh, <laughs> never made the connection. <laughs> but but yeah, so but yeah, so I mean, like I said, everything is it, we're not like dialed into like this is what my system is going to be, um, but I can tell you with that way that my platform on the top of that stick is, I mean, you set that last stick and you just climb up there and tether in. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm unloading my stuff and it's pretty convenient. I mean, I guess I would, I would, I was thinking about it today and I would equate it to kind of like hunting with a climber, you know, because when you get up to whatever your height is, you're, you're already there. You don't have to hang anything else on. You don't have to, to to do whatever um but the amount of like freedom you know it's 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 that age-old thing and you know so I've, I've heard a lot of guys say if i know where i'm going and i know that they're straight trees like where we are hunting that's why i brought the that climber base you know because i i you know i don't have my good climber and it's just i you know i was committed to hunting from the saddle but if you knew that, you could just bring whatever you wanted to. But if you were going, like when we were going to Missouri, and it's a bunch of hills, and it's just going to be a shit ton of walking, you know, if you had the system dialed in, it would be, you know, a handful of wild edge steps and a saddle in your backpack, and just go and just be done with it. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, after, after using yours, and then even tonight, I mean, of course, like I said, I, was, I didn't have the wild edge steps with, but Man, it's I'm like I'm excited to hunt in the morning. I mean, I went and scouted a new spot this morning, found some good sign, found some bedding, uh, found some turkeys too. Almost almost had a shot at a turkey. Well, hell, if you get in there early enough tomorrow morning, you can shoot a, you can shoot a doe and a turkey. That's mm-hmm. what I'm thinking. <laughs> Maybe even a buck. I found some rubs and a scrape. Combo hunt. Yeah, he's, he's gonna have all of his tags um, filled tomorrow. It's uh, it is in my county where uh, I have my tag, so I'm just gonna shoot them till they stop coming in. How's the pack <laughs> out? Oh, it wouldn't be bad for all of them. Yeah, a lot easier than the other night. <laughs> yeah. Take the whole family out. Yeah. Well, like I say, I think that's kind of all we got. We got a lot of uh, things coming up here, but just want to give you an update of kind of like where our season's been. Seems like 
forever since we sat down and done one of these. And I mean, for me, it's just nice having somebody else here to do a podcast with me again because John's been gone, Frank's been sick, and you know, and hunting season is difficult. So, um, you know, that's pretty much all we got for you, and we'll we'll keep you updated. Follow along with us on Instagram. I'm gonna be doing some stuff when we uh, go to Missouri, and I'm gonna be like I said, I'm gonna be filming that whole thing. So. Uh, check it out and you know check out our youtube i've got some videos that are going to be going up here pretty soon um but yeah that's kind of all we've got and uh thanks for following on see ya good luck yeah. Sit down.